another white boy with a podcast. Pronouns, Jim Bro, another white boy with a podcast. Do you want to see the video? It went viral. Hi, Gains Gurus, and welcome to TMGP, the Muscle Growth Podcast, Episode 4. I am your host, Roscoe, and today we are welcoming Ashley Hota onto the show. Ashley is multi-talented, a mom of two, a student studying to become a teacher, an ex-gymnast, pole dancer, New Zealand's female arm wrestling champion, and now the world's strongest female-equipped bench presser. She smashed the world record for female equipped bench press on her second attempt at her last powerlifting meet and then smashed her own world record on her third attempt, hitting a whopping 700 pounds or 317.5 kilograms. Given that brief glimpse into Ashley's astonishing background, let's jump right into the QA style show. Hello, Ashley. Hi. <laughs> so, Ashley, you are the female world record bench press holder. How how did you do that? Was that this weekend? Is that correct? Yeah, so it was the weekend just gone. Um, I actually broke the world record in my second attempt um, at 305 kgs. Um, and then, yeah, we just went for the third one, which was 700 pounds, which is um, it still hasn't sunken in. So it's just taking its time <laughs> so that was 317.5 kilograms if i'm not mistaken yeah <laughs> so so that was your third attempt so you did the second you broke the world record with 305 kilograms on your second attempt what was your first attempt um it was 280 kgs oh so just a warm-up really <laughs> as it should be yeah <laughs> it was lightweight it was lightweight wow um can you briefly introduce yourself and your journey into the world of being incredibly strong and flexible? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, my name is Ashley Hoyter. I am 27 years old. I am a mother of two. Um, I'm also studying to become a primary school teacher. Um, I've done sports my entire life. Um, I started at the age of four. I did gymnastics and at the age of eight, I was representing my region nationally. At the age of 15, I represented New Zealand over in America. Um, and then unfortunately, at the age of 16, I had to give up due to a huge injury in my left ankle. I tore all the ligaments in it and there was fluid building up. Um, so I really wasn't able to do what I was doing, like double back flips, double front flips. Um, from there, I kind of just lived a normal life um, until I had my daughter in 2017. I then had my son in 2018 and decided that I wanted to kind of get back into fitness. Um, and in 2018, I tried pole fitness, completely different to, I guess, the normal of the rugbies and the netballs. Um, but that sort of helped me to find my confidence again as a mother. Um, and then in 2019, um, my cousin was doing powerlifting and my dad was like, I think you should do it. Like, I think you are strong. And I was like, oh, I think you're just saying that because I'm your daughter. But I tried it. I won my first comp. My dad was there to witness it. And then we kind of just went through the motions of training consistently and building to be stronger. And um, 
a year after I started, no, it was three months after I started, I suffered a stroke in 2020. Um, after that, I did heaps of rehabilitation, um, a lot of cardio fitness to sort of make me stronger, which worked in, in my instance. Um, 13 months after that, I became the top female powerlifter in New Zealand. A year after that, I became the top female arm wrestler in New Zealand. And a year after that, here we are. <laughs> wow. You, you, you managed to basically answer like the next four questions. So well done oh, on that. <laughs> no, no, no. You did an absolutely phenomenal job. That That is so much to take in. And I hope that the listeners find you incredibly inspiring. I know that um, you inspired myself and my girlfriend um, I've watched all your YouTube videos and uh, Instagram reels and just phenomenal. Um, yeah, that's it's incredible that you do so much uh, and so many different, um, yeah, like power, powerlifting and gymnastics are very, very different. And then throwing in arm wrestling as well. What, what got you yeah. into the arm wrestling? So um, the gym that I'm at, um, there's a guy there who's now one of my best friends. Um, he is the 12-time arm wrestling champ in New Zealand. And when I first saw him do it, there was just males. And I thought, oh, I really want to give it a go, though. Like, I know I'm a girl, but I think I'd be all right at it since I'm kind of all right at this powerlifting thing. And it was a week after I became the top female powerlifter in New Zealand. I went and watched an arm wrestling comp and I'd torn my rotator cuff. So my arm was in a sling and he goes, would you like to compete against a girl on your other arm? We'll just take the sling off. And I went, why not? Um, and I bet her. And so from there, he's like, I think, I think we'll build up. Um, and then, yeah, last year I faced the seven-time women's champ and better 5-0 on my left arm and 3-0 on my right. Um, and yeah, <laughs> here we And then she now. gave, did she give up on the, on the, on the right? Or is it, sorry, I know nothing about arm wrestling. Is there, do you have to get first to eight or how, why, why stop at three? So we usually have five rounds and it's the first okay. person to three. But um, because it was like one of my first proper arm wrestling comps, she's like, do you want to keep going to five? And I was like, all right. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> she hadn't had enough. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, I, see, I know Larry Wheels does quite a bit of arm wrestling. I think you should shout him out and then maybe have a, have a go against him. See how you go. My best friend, actually, I think it was last year, he competed against him in an Australian comp. And then I think mm -hmm. they um, I think they had a super match in Dubai, I think. Um, but yeah, shout out Larry Wells. <laughs> <laughs> organized, just organized, 100%. How did he do against Larry? Oh, he beat him. He beat him. But, oh, okay. Um, I think... Yeah, yeah, he beat him. I mean, this was after he'd gone over to, I think it was Europe, and um, competed against one of the best in the world. Um, but yeah, like Larry Wells, I've noticed, has been training quite a lot in the arm wrestling scene. I think he's competing in King of the Table coming up, or it's been. But um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see arm wrestling get out there because it's – so many people, especially in New Zealand, are like, it's a sport. We thought you just do it at the pub when you're drunk kind of thing. <laughs> it's a cool party trick, that's for sure. It is. It really is. <laughs> 
So um, what caused that injury, that really bad one that got you out of gymnastics, the one in the, your ankle? What was that doing gymnastics? Yes. So I was at a nationals and what you do in gymnastics is you go around each apparatus for about half an hour and you warm up before you go to compete. And the warm up was going really well. And I was doing a vault. It's called a sukahara. So you run towards it, put your hands on and then backflip off. And when I landed, I short landed and I heard a click in my ankle and I went, okay, something is really wrong. And it just started to swell and bruise. Um, and yeah, I'd torn all the ligaments in my ankle, but at the time we didn't realize. So I went on to compete. Um, <laughs> I went on to compete. Yeah. My coach didn't realize the severity of it. Um, I had it operated on a month later, two months later, I was over in America competing for New Zealand. <laughs> it was very, oh, sorry. very, it was a very crazy time. <laughs> That's a very short recovery period though. And was that yeah, was um, that in the powerlifting? Oh no, gymnastics. Oh, sorry, back back to gymnastics. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, gymnastics. I feel like gymnastics. Oh, it, there's so many positives to it, but there's also so many negatives that not many people probably talk about. Um, you know, you've got the positives of. I feel like it helps everything in your body, like. The reason why my bench is so strong is because I've got the wrist, the muscle memory from gymnastics. But then you've also got the negatives of like gymnastics. You have to look perfect. You have to be perfect. Um, and then once you go from that to try and live in a normal life, it's very, it's a mind thing. <laughs> no, for sure. And yeah, you make good points about the different aspects of gymnastics. I also I don't know much about gymnastics, so I don't know how it's um, how it's calibrated or anything like that. But it's interesting that you mention about how you have to look and the aesthetic and everything, and it's not just about the mind, the muscle and the mind muscle connection and doing the things properly, but also how you present it and all of that as well. So it's quite intricate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, even like the eating, you have to like certain amount of calories. Um, and like a lot of people have asked me like, what is your daily intake with powerlifting, blah, blah, blah. Because I ended up getting an eating disorder out of gymnastics because it was like lettuce with salad dressing and I was only allowed a certain amount with tuna every day as a kid. Um, I was like, I'm not putting that pressure on myself as an adult. I have children. I'm not letting them grow up and seeing like the toxic side of eating so i yeah i pretty much just eat anything and everything that i want to do <laughs> is that quite a high protein diet still um now for for strength um if i'm going into training i'll definitely have like maybe spaghetti bolognese or a lasagna before i go in um i used to when I first started powerlifting, because I was still in that gymnastics mindset, I would literally not eat before I went into the gym. And, you know, now because I do eat and I do have the energy, there's such a difference on how you lift, how much you can lift, um, and just your attitude in the gym. Like, I was so cranky when I first started, um, and now I'm just happy and bubbly and <laughs> well-fed. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very important to eat before training. I, I don't believe in fasted training at all. Yeah. <laughs> so 
what inspired you to pursue the world record in equipped bench press? So, um, back in 2019, when I first started powerlifting, um, my dad had just found out he became terminally ill. Um, he had COPD. And my dad was a very non-emotional person. And when I won the gold medal at this little comp back home, um, he cried. And I was like, I really just want to try and take whatever I'm doing as far as I can while he's still here. And so... This year, especially this year, um, I did a 265 kg bench press in March, which put me sixth in the world. And my dad was still here for that. And we were looking at who was ranked in the top five, how many years they've been doing it. And I was like, I think I can, I think I can do this. Um, and so, yeah, we trained quite a bit um, from probably June till about September. Um, and in September, I, I made my dad three promises. It was to keep training no matter what, because at this point he was he was really bad, um, to become the number one arm wrestling champ for 2023, which I did a week after he passed away, and to attempt. I, I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself um, in case he did actually die, which he did um, in that time. But I said, I want to attempt the world record. Like, we've gotten this far. We'll just attempt it. And then... Um, Last month in October, I received a phone call on the 18th of October saying that my dad was unresponsive and in hospital. So I went down there and I took three weeks off training. Um, and then, yeah, I had a week training. I came back in. I was like to my coach, look, I just need to make sure my technique is still okay. My strength is still there. We'll just have a feel of weights. I actually failed 305 kgs a week before the comp. Um, I brought it down my wrist went back and the boys had to hold it and I got pulled out from under it. So that was really, I was like, I don't think I physically can do this. Um, and then, yeah, a week later, the unimaginable happened. And um, yeah, it was, it was my dad who inspired all of this. You know, if he was still around and he was healthy and okay, he would have been standing next to me powerlifting and arm wrestling and doing all of that. So I kind of kind of do it for the both of us. Wow. My my sincere condolences for your dad. And um, that's really, really inspiring. And huge congratulations to you for being able to come back from such a tragic loss and being able to get a world record and making your dad those promises and sticking to them and fulfilling each of them. I know that he, he'll be very proud of you. So well done for that. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. And 305 to 317 in one week. That's, that's incredible. Well, miss, sorry, missing 305 and then the next week getting it and then being like, okay, it's fine. Three, 317.5, just let's do it. That's yeah. absolutely yeah. incredible. So you, you said two world records in one day. Yeah. Um, wow. And the crazy thing about it was usually I have these little things that I do before comp. So I'm usually like really, really nervous leading up to it. Can hardly sleep, can hardly eat. The morning of, I don't talk to anyone. Um, and then comp day, I sort of just get so into my head but um, because I had a lot of my family show up the night before and we had a big barbecue, it was just so calm and 
I got, I think it was like seven or eight hours sleep, which was the first time ever in it before a comp. And the comp day, I just kind of put my headphones on and listened to some really calm music. And um, yeah, it was just such a calm environment. But after I, I tell you, I let out like a month's worth of sadness and pain through just screaming through celebrations <laughs> i saw that celebration it was it was impressive it was it was impressive yeah. but it was well it was well deserved it was well deserved that but that yeah. might also yeah. be the shortest world record ever how, how long was it between breaking it and then breaking it again that 305 must be one of the shortest world records of history <laughs> so um originally like my main plan was i just wanted to have that you know, like I know that my record will get beaten in the future, but I mm-hmm. really just wanted to put my name on it and be like, I was the first woman to ever hit the 300 mark. Like it's just, um, but it was like a 10 minute, a 10 minute break between the 305 to the 317.5. And after the 305, I was like, cool, we've Let's done do it. it. No more. Yeah. Um, so it- my coach was like, oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. Go for it. Um, my coach was like, because all my family started to come up um, and hug me. And my coach was like, everyone get the F out of the way. She's got one more. And I'm like, I'm tired. Like, I physically don't feel like 700 pounds is there. And he was like, don't tell me that. Go listen to your headphones. Stop smiling about this. And you can celebrate after. I was like, oh. <laughs> Just one more. So he, he told you you're going yeah. for 700 and you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and honestly, I didn't think I had it in me. Like, I'm going to be honest about that. Like, the 305 felt off. It was more my right arm was coming up, and then my left arm just followed, and I went, I don't I don't think I have it. And he goes, stop, just stop saying that. I've got more faith in you than you do. And I'm like, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 317.5 looked like it went up – like read it like i'm sure it was incredibly challenging but it doesn't look you made it look way easier than i think it was <laughs> sure. truth be told it was easier than the 305 which is really? crazy but um i just had a slight adjustment issue in the last in the 700 pounds um which made it flow up easier and i went why couldn't i have done that for the second lift as well <laughs> <laughs> no, well you got it so there's no no comments column i don't think it's just three yeah. did you get three white lights yes yep yeah wow for both of them um the 305 i think i had a one red light um i didn't actually ask what it was for but um yeah 317.5 three white lights which I was really wow. stoked about that's again huge congratulations for that so let's jump into the fundamentals of hypertrophy how does your nutrition play a role in your performance especially leading up to a record attempt you mentioned the spaghetti bolognese is that before before the gym or is that um carbo loading weeks before or how, how does your nutrition play a role in your performance so um i don't really like follow anything um it's actually more focused around my children they're, they're not picky eaters but it's like what do you feel like tonight and then um so I used to try and eat heaps before going to the gym but then I would get a sore tummy so now I have to split my dinner up in two whereas I'll eat half before I go to the gym and then I can eat the remaining half after when I'm stretching and warming down at home um but leading up to it because I'm lifting like I'm overloading like 330 340 if I know in advance 
then I'll stock up on like the chicken and the rices and I'll actually try with my nutrition on those nights. But other other than that, like in moderation with a lot of my food, um, I also hate chocolate. I hate chocolate. I hate cake. I hate sugary stuff. So like, you know, if people are going to be like, take that out of your diet, I'd never eat it. I, um, I had a traumatic experience as a kid and I ate too much chocolate and I just felt ill for days. And so just no chocolate, no lollies, no cakes, no sugary stuff. Um, instead, it's more like mince pies. <laughs> okay. So basically n- no sweets and, and, th- and junk like that, just relatively healthy, but at the same time not doing a strict meal prep or anything like that. Nope. No. Um, it was the gymnastics that made me go, okay, like you can still – eat well just like because I know that I'll get so in my head if I do stuff like that and I'll be like oh my gosh like looking at my weight and um the whole body dysmorphic stuff um but yeah just in moderation making sure that I'm still eating veggies and fruits each day um and lots of water lots and lots of water (laughs) yeah so it's more about having a well-balanced diet than than crashing your diet or, or controlling the macros exactly, rather having a balanced diet with lots of veggies, fruits, meats, um, carbs as well, and not restricting yourself, would you say is important? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, and I also understand why people do what they do in terms of nutrition, but um, I just didn't want to put pressure on myself on that side and then – I, I, I know what I'm like and I stress out and then my kids would see me stress out and yeah, I just wanted to make it easy and fun and show them that they can enjoy foods, healthy foods, um, and all in moderation. That, that sounds like a fantastic strategy that you, that you've found there and it, what works for you. That's the most important thing I think with, with, uh, food, um, in terms of supplementation, uh, do you take any supplements, creatine or the likes, or anything that that you found to be effective or not really? I have never taken anything. <laughs> no. I've never wow. taken the creatine. Just spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, literally. Um, I I hate pre workout. Like, yes, again, a lot no, of no people take it, but um, because. <laughs> We take, I can't take it at all. Um, I train at seven o'clock at night and I've taken it a few times, a few years ago. And then coming home, I literally wasn't able to get to sleep until six o'clock the next morning. And I went, I have kids who get up an hour after that. This is not for me. Um, yeah, I, I just, I get all like the shakes and weird tingles on pre-workouts yeah i so i've just i've knocked that one um and then supplements i yeah i just i mean i've tried to take a few protein powders and stuff like that but that was me in my early stages of oh everyone else is taking protein i'm gonna take it too i don't actually know what's in it but i'll do it but um yeah i don't (laughs) don't take anything Wow, that's cost cost effective. Um, and and salts or anything like that, like smelling salts before a lift. So um, back in the early days, yep. Um, with the three lifts, especially with deadlift, like I mm-hmm. feel like 
squat and bench you kind of have to be really calm for that whereas deadlift okay. you're more like ah, the whole slapping okay. and stuff like that but um with bench definitely not i i've had it thrown in my face before training and it just completely throws me off so i'm like okay stay away from me please i'll just get in my little zone <laughs> so sorry this weekend was it a bench comp or was it a it was a bench only comp um, it was a three lift. Oh, was it? Okay, it was a three lift. Okay, wow. And what what were your numbers yep. for the for the squat and and deadlift? Oh, so I'm um, sorry. It was a three lift competition, but I only did the bench. <laughs> oh, okay. What was it? A team? A team? Oh, wait. So how did that work? Was it a team comp, and then someone else did the squat and be- and deadlift, or you just did the the bench? So um, when entering like a three lift comp, you can decide to just do a single lift. Um, or a push pull yeah yeah so i didn't um, know that sorry i'm very uh i haven't actually done a no don't worry i didn't didn't know that until november last year either i honestly thought you as a lifter you have to do all three lifts all three Um, i thought so okay yeah yeah so um yeah only only single lifts um I am possibly looking at going back to three lift, but I told my coach that I, I really want to try and knuckle down and try and go for 400 kgs before heading back. <laughs> 400 bench. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. You've started my question for future goals, but it's fine. We'll, we'll come back to that one later. <laughs> Maybe some other ones. Uh what are some of the most effective training principles for muscle size and strength? Oh, this is a hard one because I am probably not like the best athletes to look at when it comes to this, only because I could get away with going to the gym each week, once a week, maxing out completely not worrying about accessories and then going home. But we have changed that now because, you know, <laughs> this program is all the record. Now. <laughs> um, so we split it up into four days. Two days is for bench and two days is for arm wrestling. Um, because I've also had a lot of people be like, what's your raw bench? Blah, 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 blah. Um, so... The reason why I've started equipped is because with arm wrestling, you've got so many tendons and muscles in your hand that if you were to do a raw bench and try and arm wrestle at the same time, it's one of them is going to fizz out. Um, so with equipped, because it's like a lot better on the joints and it's much more supportive in the bench shirt, um, you're able to do bench training at the start of the week take a little bit of break in between and then go back to arm wrestling training. But um, Monday nights I have, um, we have tension bands on the bench. Um, I think I only did about 60 kgs this week just to get my body back into the field after a comp. Um, we're also on a lot of volume this week, which is killing me, but I'm trusting this process from my coach. Um, lots of volume. Like I did 200 reps of tricep pull downs the other night at a very, very lightweight. Um, and then what did I do on Wednesday? I did sling bench. So you put a sling on. Um, I was doing 150 kgs, 10 sets of three. And then again, after so many accessories, 
Um, and also abs. Like I did not realize how much you need your core during a bench. Um, I didn't think I had a core because I've had two C-sections. Um, but it, it must be there somewhere from the 700-pound from the bench. Um, and then transitioning over into arm wrestling, we're working like the wrist muscles and tendons and all of that, um, as well as, again, core, which I didn't realize you needed that for, for arm wrestling out of all things. But it's just like keeping tight and, um, yeah, maintaining the way that you're pulling with the arm wrestling. Um, it's a pretty hectic week. <laughs> No, it sounds hectic. So you've got four training days. Is that is that correct? Two for powerlifting, two for arm wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, in sorry, in arm wrestling, completely off topic. Uh, like I haven't actually prepared this question. What are um, what are like the rules? So I know you've got the handle, and you can hang onto the handle, and then you've got to grab their hand. Can you twist your uh your your wrist anyway what are the rules with leaning with using body momentum can you do is the rule just hang on and and your elbow can't come off something yeah correct. and what are the other rules is that is that pretty much yeah. it yeah okay. so um a lot of people think that with arm wrestling you're only allowed to move your arm um you're mm. allowed to use your entire weight so my way mm. is i'll hold on to the side of the bar I'll lean over. The tighter and the closer you are with your body, the better it is. Because if you're in this position, you have nothing to be able to pull it back round. Um, there are different kind of wrists. So this is a, what is this called? This is called a hook. This is called a press. <laughs> it's just different different ways. But um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much keeping the elbow on the pad. If it comes off the pad, it's a foul and they'll restart um and then if you both slip out then you go to a strap and i feel like strap is probably a big advantage in my case because then it becomes like a strength thing over the technique side of it uh, sorry with regards to a foul does that detriment you in any way or do you just restart so um if you wish to foul a second time then the other person would get the point which is, it, I mean, it makes sense, um, but it's like sometimes there are like some big dudes with, you know, big arms, and they can't really help it if their elbow like slips a tiny bit off. Okay, that makes sense. Is that two times in a row and then resets after everyone? Yeah. Okay. That's a wrap for part one with Ashley Hoter, the world's strongest female-equipped bench presser. Goodbye, Gains Gurus. Thank you for listening and see you on the next episode of TMGP.